This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You're live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We've got a cool show for you today. Of course, we have our regular features like iPhone tips of the week and also our Hot 5 app countdown. This week, it's Hot 5 outdoor apps. Great for the uh, the summertime here and summer vacation. Uh, we'll be talking with uh, Igor Bonifacic from Mobile Syrup about uh, a new Amazon Kindle that's waterproof and will help your eyes when you're reading at night. So stay tuned for that. Let's talk about some app news here, John. I think the big uh, announcement this week, uh, Facebook coming out with their own currency. Yes. Because we trust them so much, now they're going to take over banking. Yes. Uh, so this is uh, called Libra, and uh, it's kind of like a, a Bitcoin-type uh, currency. They already have huge partnerships involved. Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, even Uber are on board to supporting this. Yeah. Are you excited or are you concerned, John? Well, um, maybe a little both. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's always interesting when something like this comes along uh, that has all this kind of support. But you also kind of wonder why Yeah. <laughs> from Facebook. Um, but, you know, uh, they're going to have to get over the trust issues. People aren't going to be giving them money unless they have to. Yeah. And so that's, the I think, the big problem big problem that uh, Facebook will, will face with this is will people actually use it or will, will we be forced to use it because that's the only payment option on some of these sites well they have a huge install base right, right. they've got Facebook they have Instagram they have WhatsApp they literally have billions billions of users so even if a fraction of those people use this new currency uh, they can't help but be successful but already uh, lawmakers uh, regulators around the world really upset about this. Yes. Um, so I don't know how much control they have over something like well, and, cryptocurrency and Facebook in general. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that I mean that's sort of the nice idea behind crypto is that it is decentralized. There is no one thing you can regulate per se, um, but how it gets implemented and how the user base takes to it. Will be, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Is this something that even you think you would use? Like, I don't know, I just wouldn't use my bank card or Visa, MasterCard. It, well, like I said, I think it, you might be forced to for some things. Okay. Right? Like, uh, like a hotel provider, for example, they might only accept Facebook's Libra. You know, uh, why? I don't know. You'd want to. You think they'd want to? Maybe you get a bonus for using it. Yeah. yeah. There'll be some incentives, I'm, I'm sure, to 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 take take advantage of the at the beginning, um, but. It's really going to depend. I mean, when Apple Pay came around, I was happy to not have to carry a credit card around and stuff. Oh, like it's that. fantastic! I use my watch all the time right. to pay. Yeah, and I've actually left my left my wallet at home because I don't need it because my phone or my watch has it all. As long as you have internet connectivity, you're good. Yeah. Um, but you think that's going to fragment things? Like, you can't not think that Apple and Google and even Amazon are looking at this and going, "Hey, we should get our own currency too." Well, yeah, there, there, there will be a lot of that, I think. Yeah. Um, it just depends. I mean, like you said, they already have all this huge install base and all of these big partners. It's. I think it's just going to be another sticker on the till. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was like when we were in Hong Kong. Right. Yeah. There's like 20 stickers on the till right. of different ways you can pay. Right. And so having choice, I mean, the, the main thing behind Facebook was to give people uh, a way to pay for things without actually having a bank account, for example. Yeah. So, um, Which would be good in a lot of the developing nations because most people there, like when I was in Kenya back a few years ago, they do not have bank accounts. They pay for everything with their mobile phone and text messaging. Right. 
so th- I mean, this is just an extension of that. Um, it just depends. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how quickly it gets adopted too, because I remember when Apple Pay first came around, um, even though all the terminals supported NFC payment transmissions, uh, they didn't always accept Apple Pay, or at least they didn't think they did. Yeah. And so sometimes it's convincing the cashier that actually I can tap my phone on this. Oh, I remember when I started trying to use my watch yeah. with Apple Pay. Uh, they thought I was crazy. Like I went through a McDonald's yeah. drive-through, and the woman's like, "No, you can't use yeah. that. I, I need a card." I mostly got just the the look of awe. Like your watch can do that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it still happens once in a while, but I, I was in a lot of drugs, and I used my watch. <laughs> and the cashier called all the other cashiers. Oh my god, you got to check this out! I felt like an Uber nerd. <laughs> did you, Did you have to keep buying stuff to show it off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, a one time deal. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to see what happens here. Like, uh, what will this mean for the banks? You know, is this something that uh, they can integrate with, or uh, are they losing control power? A percentage? A percentage? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They make billions on yeah. on the percentage. Yeah. Now Facebook will make. Yeah. Well, millions. it'll be also interesting too for companies like Square, for example, uh, which has typically been available to say like a small business or, or you know like a vendor at a craft fair, for example. They can just have this little payment option, uh, or even a, you know your favorite food truck probably takes Square as well. Um, are you going to be able to pay for your tacos with Facebook? You know, it's, yeah, I'm sure. and, and that might be like a like a, a really easy win for them to start off with. It's just putting it in places that people go to every day. Let's uh, switch gears. We're talking app news here on the App Show. Uh, Mike Eggerbo here with John Beeler. Harry Potter coming out with a new app that a lot of Potterheads are excited Wizard, about. Wizards Unite, yes. So this is like a Pokemon Go augmented reality game. Yeah, this is it's made by uh, Niantic, which made Pokemon Go, and it's going to be huge. Because I think, I mean, there's a very big installed base for Pokemon, but I think the Wizards Unite uh, is going to be for everybody else. Um, it'll be interesting to see how quickly this uh, this rollout happens. It's uh, starting uh, June 21st and rolling out worldwide uh, slowly, though. So, um, but I know a lot of a lot of friends that are big Harry Potter fans are going to love this game, uh, whereas they probably wouldn't have played Pokemon. No, they're more into. Yeah. Well, I guess you're into your own universe. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I want the Star Wars version of that now. So, collect Ewoks? <laughs> That'd be a little weird. <laughs> well,. Well, you know, there's no question uh, if you're into Harry Potter, this is going to be a huge thing. Yeah. And they're going to obviously make gazillions of dollars. And same company that make Pokemon Go, so yeah. they know what they're doing. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it's basically, it's an interesting concept, too. So, um, you know, having the magic escaping into the world and then. <clears throat> Sorry. No. Uh, so, talking about augmented reality. Um, Switching over to YouTube. I don't know if you saw this story, John. YouTube is uh, working with influencers now, uh, and they've got this new thing called AR Beauty Try-On. So these influencers on YouTube, uh, they do makeup tutorials. Now you'll actually be able to use augmented reality, basically using your smartphone or webcam, uh, to try some of the cosmetic products that they're using. So like lipstick, for example, yeah. you'll be able to put it on your face in real time. Yes. I think this will be incredibly popular. Uh, a lot of people like to watch these vloggers yeah. and <clears throat> mimic their styles and that type of thing. But now being able to actually try on this stuff virtually to see, you know, before you go and buy it, um, it's probably going to be a win-win for everybody. Would you do something like this? I guess you're not going to wear a lot of makeup, but... Probably not. Yeah. No. But my girlfriend might. Yeah. I guess you can um, take this into clothing and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and that's that's the beauty of, of these AR uh, things is that you can instantly try something on without having to go to the store, without having to buy it, uh, and see if you actually like it. And if you like it, there's a click button, buy it right there. Uh, have you been following the price wars uh, with all the telecoms right now? Yes. Are you going to get more data? Or you've already got a good plan? I've got a really good plan right now. Yeah. 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 So uh, probably not. Um, I'm probably not going to upgrade, but uh, who knows? They might sweeten the pot and make it... I'm still not a fan of unlimited data with the throttle at the end. Yeah. So um, I'd rather truly unlimited, but I also know that's going to cost a lot more. I think uh, Rogers came out with the 15 gig. Um, is it 10 gig or 15? I think it was 10. 10, yeah. yeah. And uh, unlimited. Right. Well, they say it's unlimited, but after 10 gigs, they throttle it down so you get slow speeds. Uh, Telus right away came out with a $75 15 gig plan. Um but now they've even modified that, uh, one of their new plans now. Basically, they're going to do the same thing, I think, throttle. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I, I read something about the throttle might be faster than previously uh, reported as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's, certainly it's nice to have some data after you blow through your 10 gigs or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just also a question of whether that works on family plans where you're sharing your data as, as well. Um, yeah, so the TELUS one, they've launched a no overage $75 10 gigabyte unlimited data plan. So once you hit the 10 gigabytes, uh, it throttles it down to 512 kilobits per second, which it's not great, but it's better than what Rogers was offering. Well, it's better than not having any data. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I, it's been a while since I ran out of data, but... You know, do you want to pay the ransom to, to get more, or are you just happy to wait another day or two until your plan resets? Uh, if it's towards the end of the month, for example, that's the dream. Yes, we have a lot to talk about here on the app show today. We, uh, of course, have our Hot Five app countdown this week. It's Hot Five uh, outdoor apps, and uh, we also have a skill of the week, Amazon skill of the week. Uh, so you got to stay tuned uh, for that. And uh, we will uh, be chatting with Igor Bonifacic from MobileSyrup.com about the new Amazon Kindle Oasis. This is a waterproof e-reader that also has adjustable lights uh, to help you read better at uh, night. So you want to stay tuned uh, for that. It's it's pretty cool. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here. Let's talk about uh, e-readers. A lot of uh, people still like the paper books, but there are many e-reader type devices out there. Uh, Kobo makes some cool ones. Of course, Amazon with their Kindle. They've just announced a new version of the Oasis. And on the line, we've got our good friend Igor Bonifacic from MobileSyrup.com to tell us all about it. How are you doing, Igor? I'm good. How are you? You got your hands on one of these. Right, yeah. So the Kindle Oasis is the highest-end Kindle e-reader that Amazon offers. Um, One of the cool features is that it, uh, or or I should say it's a feature I love, is that it has page-turning or buttons dedicated for page-turning. But the new feature with this one is it has uh, the built-in front light is able to adjust color. Um, So you can change the warmth of the display. And if you've kind of been, you know, following the news or are kind of tech savvy, you know, that, you know, one of the things that a lot of people are concerned around uh, recently is kind of excess blue light from our, all the digital displays that we have in our lives. Um, There hasn't been a crazy amount of research into this, but the belief is that 
um, excess blue light kind of, it affects your sleep, uh, it can really easily cause eye strain um, and it reduces kind of melatonin buildup in your body. And so then you have trouble getting to bed at night. And so you've seen a lot of apps like Flux, but then also develop, um, companies like Apple uh, and Google build blue light reduction modes into their operating systems um, and into their devices. So on you know, the iPad, for instance, the iPad Pro that is, and a lot of recent iPhones, there's the True Tone display that adjusts the color of the display to the ambient light in your room. And so with the Oasis now, it's still an e-ink screen, like black and white, but uh, you're saying that uh, at the right time at night, it can reduce the blue light aspect of it. Yeah, totally. So um, it's still an e-ink display, which is to say it um, it's just like really great for reading, um, but they've built into this mode where you can adjust the warmth of the display at will, or, you know, taking a page from these apps like Flux, you can schedule it so that it automatically turns on at sunset and then turns off at sunrise. Um, and in that way, you know, you don't even have to really worry about it. It will just adjust the display to your preference and you can read into late into the night. What I like about this particular one, from what I understand uh, as well, is that it's waterproof. So you could uh, take this uh, in the bath with you or down to the beach. Yeah, totally. So if you're um, one of those who people who likes to read in kind of interesting locales, um, whether that be the beach, as you mentioned, um, it's IPX8 waterproof, which is to say like, you know, you really don't have to worry. And this is kind of a feature that um, both Kobo and Amazon have been using to differentiate some of their uh, uh, e-readers because, you know, obviously when you think about an e-reader, it's a bit hard to differentiate it, right? Like they essentially all do the same thing, right? Which is let you read e-books. Exactly. Do you think e-books uh, or e-book readers uh, are, are growing in popularity? I mean, when they first came out, everyone's saying, oh, this is going to be the death of the, uh, the paper book. E-books uh, or e-book readers will, will take over, but we really haven't seen that. Yeah. I, you know what I think? I think especially with Amazon, the kind of problem that they've run into is that their ecosystem is very um, restrictive, right? Like, you can't do all the wonderful things that you can with a book. You know, you can't share it with your friends. Um, you, you can't, and I think that's the main one, right? Like you, um, and then there's also kind of restrictions in, you know, the, one of the things that drives me nuts, for example, is there's this great um, service operated by uh, Rakuten, the owner of Kobo, which lets you borrow eBooks from your library, uh, it's called Libby, and it's an app I like recommend to everyone. Um, this app in the U.S. it works with the Kindle, but in Canada it doesn't. It's like very strange, um, and so you can't take out books, right? Like, uh, so there's stuff like that that I think people, and there's also just like the physical aspect of it, right? Like, there's something to be said about holding a book in your hand and it, like the reading experience being different. Um, that I think people are going back to their, like, whether it's Indigo Chapters or their local bookstore to buy books again. We're talking with our good friend Igor Bonifacic all about the new uh, Amazon Kindle Oasis uh, edition. This is a, a waterproof uh, ebook reader, so great for taking on your summer holidays with you. And uh, it's got new uh, color-adjustable display. It's still e-ink, so black and white, but uh, it'll help reduce the, uh, the blue light uh, when you're reading at night, so uh, you don't have any of those uh, health hazards. When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned.
You are back with the App Show. Mike, Graham, and John here in studio today. Before we get to our Hot 5 app countdown, this week it's the Hot 5 outdoor apps. Graham, as always, I'm going to look to you for the iPhone tip of the week. So the iPhone tip of the week is kind of an interesting one. Uh, you guys, you've got an Apple Pencil with your iPad, right? Yes. Have you ever tried to, to charge that uh, when you haven't unlocked your iPad in a while? No. So there was a feature that Apple added not too long ago, which is turning off USB accessories after an hour, the iPad has been locked. Okay. Right? So this is actually under your security settings. If you turn that off, what, what it will do is it will prevent people like the FBI from being able to hack into your iPhone with a USB device. They, they were doing this for a while, right? They were plugging things in. They're basically just running security codes over and over again until they were able to hack into your iPhone. So Apple uh-huh. gave you the ability to turn that off. So the iPhone tip of the week. Is that though, how they got it? Got in? Yes. There was that one in California. They were trying to break into uh, the iPhone of the East. Terror, terrorists yes. uh, shot up that that place. Yes, yeah. So, so basically, the idea here is twofold. One, uh, you do want to turn that USB accessory feature off, so it's under systems settings and uh, and and under USB. Uh, but if you want to be able to charge your Apple Pencil and you haven't unlocked your iPhone in a while, you have to plug it in. And if you have this turned off, you need to unlock your iPad. It'll start charging. Then you can lock your iPad and walk away. I didn't even know this existed. Now you know. Now I know. Now I can keep the FBI out of my my iPhone. And keep your Apple Pencil charged. It's a win-win. Booyah. Well, it's that time. The Weekly App Hot 5. This week, we're uh, talking about the Hot 5 outdoor apps. Uh, Great time for that, obviously, because summer is upon us. We're going to start off uh, with John with Peak Visor. Yeah, this is a uh, an app for both platforms, iOS and Android. Uh, it's it's a paid app. It's about six dollars US. Um, but what it allows you to do essentially to use uh, your phone to look at uh, a mountain range, for example, and we'll overlay on that range all of the applica- all the labels that you would need to know about you know what's the specific details of that, how how high is it, how many waterfalls, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and basically, it's kind of like annotating the real world. So it's like aug- augmented reality. Yeah, it's augmented reality. Yeah, that is cool. So I could point it, uh, you know, if I was in Vancouver here uh, at the local uh, mountains, the North Shore Mountains, and it would tell me. Tell you, because, I mean, how Mountain, many times have you been looked at a mountain range and you, maybe you're disoriented because you're hiking and you're not sure which way is, you know, where you typically would know. Yeah. You just point this app there and it'll tell you. And it's got a huge library of over a million mountain ranges, 2,000 waterfalls and 11,000 mountain huts. And there's all. How, do they, how do they figure that out? Like, no, seriously, well, someone's job is to figure out how many mountain huts there are in the yeah. world. Most of them are on Airbnb now, so it's fine. <laughs> they just do a, a download off of Airbnb. And it works offline. Oh, cool. Very cool. How does that work? It's a big database. It's in your phone. And it's going to sync up with GPS, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So cool. a list of numbers. Number four on the Hot 5 app countdown. Uh, this is probably uh, a must-have if you are out and about first aid. So I noticed you both looked at me for first day. That's, I guess I'm a little accident. Oh, yeah. So while we're always going to recommend staying up to date on backcountry medicine with a professionally taught class, the International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies have a great app for you. It gives you basic access to medical knowledge with this first aid app. So preloaded content means you can study up on the basics before heading out. Offline capabilities, like we just talked about, gives you simple step-by-step instructions that can serve as a quick mental backup for in-field first aid scenarios. There are also some preparation tips for major emergencies, such as hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, as well as integration with worldwide emergency phone numbers, so you can call for help right from the app. Number three on our Hot 5 app countdown, talking about the Hot 5 outdoor apps uh, this week, Cairn. 
Karen. It's uh, it's for iOS only, uh, and it is they have a basic version that's free, and then there's a premium uh, version, uh, a monthly fee, and or you can pay for a year. Okay. And the, the main thing behind it is uh, outdoor safety. Uh, so basically, the idea behind it is that you can actually send a friend, a contact, family member, whatever, your GPS location in real time, and they can actually watch oh. you hike up that mountain range. Yes. Yeah. Which would be great here. Uh, again, we're out of Vancouver. So many people get lost up in the North Shore Mountains or up uh, near Whistler, uh, constantly having the search and rescue out uh, because they don't know where they are. That, that part search, puts search and rescue in danger as well. So do the right yeah. thing here, folks. Yeah. Well, and the other cool part about this app, it actually will show you uh, available cell phone coverage in your area based on crowdsourced data. So Along the route. Along the route. Yeah. So you know where, you, where the edge of a coverage is based yeah. on previous visitors to that mountain range or that trail. I like it. Yeah. That's, again, called Cairn, C-A-I-R-N, available just for iPhone right now. Uh, next up on our Hot 5 app countdown, number two, we've got All Trails. So All Trails is available for iOS and Android. Uh, the basic app is free. The premium app is $29.99 US per year, although there is a lifetime option, which I think is possibly an arm and or a leg. Um, so All Trails, it rains in the day hike department. I know a lot of my friends love to go hiking during the day and they go out for a day, they come out and they're exhausted and like to go for beers. So, well, the premium version gives you access to their partnerships with National Geographic and printing and editing maps, this app really shines with the sheer volume of user interaction. So this lets you create, edit, and share GPS trackable trail reports. Kind of like Karen. So, uh, we, you, people are doing this. There are over 50,000 trails that have been uploaded so far, and it's got tons of really cool trail photos and reports, so you know what you're getting into before you go hiking. And the number one Hot 5 outdoor app this week, uh, we're going to send that over to you, John. Atlas Gut Hook Guides. Uh, basically, this is for both platforms, and the price does vary depending on the map and location you want to go to. Um, but it's uh, basically a GPS for most outdoor applications. Uh, you're pre- planning a major long-distance route. Turn to Gut Hook Guides, built by and for through hikers. These guides have all the waypoint details you need en route, using your device's GPS to locate and guide you while offline. There's also a comprehensive worldwide list of trails, so make sure to check this app when contemplating a through hike. But do they have the mountain huts? I don't know. We'll have to check that out. <laughs> that was your Hot 5 app countdown this week, Hot 5 Outdoor Apps. When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming update to uh, iPhones, iOS 13. This is coming in the fall, I believe. But, John, you've uh, been uh, using it, uh, a beta version on uh, your iPhone. How's it been? It's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's still a few little... Anytime you get a new beta for something, there's always some uh, some app crashes, some weirdness right now. Like right now, if I send an iMessage... There's a 50% chance when I go back to respond to whoever I messaged, I can't actually click anything. I have to go out of the app and go back in, and then it works. Hurts to be on the bleeding edge. It does. Uh, so one interesting thing that uh, I saw this week uh, as far as the new beta, uh, it handles subscriptions a lot better. And subscriptions are like the Netflix, the Spotify, and they started heading up. Yes, well, and it's really easy to forget what you have. Uh, so in the new beta, what they've done is they've actually added this feature where if you uninstall, say, Netflix, it'll prompt you and it'll know that you actually have an active subscription. You might want to cancel that account. 
separate from the app. So uh, it's a really valuable feature, I think, for a lot of people, especially with you know our subscription-based world that we're living in right now. Um, I think it's a great idea, and I'm surprised it's taken this long, actually. So if you uninstall the app, it'll remind you you still have an active it'll subscription. It'll prompt you saying you have an active subscription. You need to cancel that, presumably in your browser or on your computer. Well, it's tough because it's not just like Netflix and Spotify, but there's a lot of these apps now that you wouldn't think of that have subscriptions built in that you might have done for a month or two and right. forgotten to cancel it. Yes, especially if you're only sort of doing a trial as yes. well, right? So, and you know, we, we spend a lot of time trying out all these apps on a weekly basis, and it's really easy to forget what you've turned on and turned off. Uh, what else? Uh, dark mode is a big thing coming. Yeah, dark mode is this big thing that I personally love it, um, and it's it's coming out. You know, you know, Google's had some variations of it on their side, and Apple's sort of going all in on dark mode on um, the Mac OS 10 beta, as well as on uh, iOS 13. Um, I really like it because you know, it just makes a much more subtle uh, screen. And, and this is when it's uh, dark, right? Yeah, so it and, makes it easier to read your screen. I find it, it even even you know during the day. Um, but the other added benefit of dark mode is that if you have one of these newer phones that have an OLED screen, it actually saves you battery because you're not having to light up the whole screen. You only have to light up the parts that have your text or your images or whatever have you on on it. And so that actually is going to help in the long run. I mean, it's probably only going to be like a percent or two, but it's still going to make a difference at the end of the day um, because you're not going to be illuminating the entire screen. Do you use it a lot? Yeah, I use it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And all the apps are compatible with it? Uh, well, no, it, it's still on a per app basis, but from the operating system level, uh, so your, you know, your all your settings, all that kind of stuff, that's all in dark mode. Um, and, and as well, uh, uh, there's there's switches you can turn it on and off for specific apps. Yeah. Too. So it's going to take a little time for the, the rest of the developers, probably part of the uh, iOS 13 rollout, to enable that functionality uh, at the system level within their apps. Uh, how is Google responding to this here? Google has dark mode, don't they? With Android? With, yeah, uh, but not everywhere. And Gmail itself is actually going to have dark mode now. Okay, so. on Android and iOS. Presumably everywhere, yeah. 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 So you know, it's definitely something that people have wanted for a long time. Um, just because that bright white screen is can be blinding, especially at night when you're sitting in bed, you know, checking your emails and heading off to bed, that bright light, not a good thing. Do you feel that uh, iOS is becoming more Android-like? This uh, I hear a lot of people saying that now. There, there's, it certainly is. And I live in both worlds, and it's definitely getting blurrier as to what side of the you know what side of the phone you're on. Um, but it's uh, you know it's a welcome change because there is some features I really like about Android that you don't have in iOS, and vice versa. So it's nice to give people the option and choices. Is it making it more complicated though for iPhone people? I think so because yeah. that was one of the you know the selling points of the iPhone at first is like you don't need a lot of settings. We'll pick the best settings for you. Yeah. Uh, any other features so far that you're uh, enjoying? Um, trying to think. There, I wish some of my apps were updated because yeah. uh, they are a little clunky, but um, definitely a lot of uh, little nuances and little things. And anytime they have a beta, um, they, they start off with some of the bigger ones that they have at the keynote and then slowly fold in more functionality that they don't even announce. Um, I, I have a video I have yet to watch that documents over 200 unannounced features of iOS 13. And it's like a half-hour video where someone's actually figured out all these little tiny little changes that they've done, and I need to get up, get up to speed on those. That's uh, that's crazy. But uh, you're mostly an iPhone guy still. It's my primary daily driver. Yeah. 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 No need to switch over to Android. No. 
No, but I do have an Android phone in my pocket. So. <laughs> uh, but interesting, though, too, uh, the iPad has its own operating system. Yes. So we're not necessarily going to see all these changes that are happening to the iPhone over on the iPad. No, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see the iPad evolve more into an OS X situation. Yeah. Um, and, it, and I have that on my iPad as well. And I have an older iPad uh, Mini 4. Yeah. And it runs great. Uh, I haven't had any problems with it. It's got a nice uh, visual uh, update. So you actually have on your home screen now, you can have your weather, you can have your notifications, some news and other things like that that would normally be a swipe to get to. So it's nice to have it all in one place as sort of a, your main home screen. It's interesting, though, uh, now that they have their own operating system for iPads uh, coming out uh, and some of the features there, like being able to plug in a USB drive yes. for file management, it's making it much more computer-like. Yeah, well, and it's making it much more useful to leave your computer at home. Yes. Uh, the, the feature I liked, uh, I love on, on the iPad OS is being able to just plug in a thumb drive or even an SD card yeah. uh, if you have the appropriate uh, dongle for it, uh, and then be able to literally stream the videos right off that. I wonder if it's going to hurt sales of iPads with the larger storage built in. Because if I was buying a new one, I wouldn't necessarily buy one with the biggest storage anymore because I know that I could plug in a flash drive. I think it might depend on how you how you do things too, right? Not everybody is as savvy as maybe we are. And some people like just being able to go into Netflix and hit download a bunch of movies for their long-haul flights. This is Mike and John here for the App Show. We still have more apps to talk about here on the App Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Eggerbo here. I've got uh, Graham and John with me today in studio. Before we get to uh, John's favorite app of the week, we are going to uh, get our game. Game on. So this is a game that came out in 2013. I don't know if you guys have ever played it. Have you played Space Team? Team or Space Team? Space Team. No. Space Team? Space Team. So Space Team uh, is a very bizarre game. It's for two to eight players. They've just added a cool new feature where you can play over video chat using the Bunch app. But this is a game where you essentially push buttons and yell at your friends. So it's a little like Star Trek when things are going awry. So it's a drinking game? Kind of, yeah. Um, So essentially what happens is it will put a bunch of controls on your phone screen in front of you. All your phones are tied together. And it will tell you to do certain tasks. But it's all technobabble like it is in Star Trek. So you've got things like the sub putty, or the spectral bolt, or the dangling shunter. And it will tell you to flip the dangling shunter and rotate the spectral bolt. And in order for your ship not to blow up, you have to do this with each other. And so it will always tell you to do something on someone else's phone. So you've got to shout out that instruction. So the game's features include teamwork, confusion, shouting, an untimely demise, beveled nano buzzers, auxiliary techno probes, and four-stroke pluckers. This is... An absolutely insane game. It's incredibly silly, and it's super fun. It sounds super nerdy. And it's ultimately very, very nerdy. And if you have perhaps been imbibing some sort of substance like alcohol, it might be a hell of a lot of fun. Space Team. Space Team. Thank you. That was our Game App of the Week. John, your uh, pick of the week. My pick of the week is not an app per se. It's using Google. Uh, They just announced uh, or unveiled a new uh, service. When you literally search for any standard animal let's put it that way for now standard animal uh you'll see a new box uh in your search results below the typical card that you get for wikipedia it'll say meet a life-sized insert animal name up close cat cat so it actually has a button to view it in 3d and it uses augmented reality to actually put that cat on your lap in your room on the floor wherever you want you can scale it you can zoom it you can you can walk around it. You can walk around it. So there's like, we've tried this out here in the 
uh, the office and we put a cat on the floor, a giant one, and you just basically, it's using the camera on your phone. Yeah. So it's like the cat is in your room there and you can walk around it and look at it, yeah. go right up to it. It's spooky weird. It, they did not have sloth. <laughs> no. I, I don't know why I, I picked that one, but like cat, horse, dog. I tried a capybara, same yeah. thing. So, it, it, <laughs> yeah, that's not. If you want to have weird. a bear on your lap, you can do that. Yeah. Um, and they, they're promising to add more objects and animals and even, you know, brand stuff. So this is kind of like what we've seen with like Ikea's uh, app where you can actually look at the furniture. But this is literally just in your Google search results on, on a modern phone. It doesn't work with every phone. But you have to have AR support in your phone. And that's just Googling an animal. Right. Well, that's all the time we have left for the app show. Don't forget to listen to the podcast version available on the podcast store uh, for Apple uh, users and also on your favorite uh, podcast uh, websites. And uh, don't also forget to check out our sister show, Get Connected, your guide to digital living. I want to thank Graham and John for helping put the show together. This is Mike, Graham and John signing off. We will see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.